Get ready to listen. Okay, let's play. Get ready to listen. Block by block Chicago. Block by block Chicago. Block by block Chicago. As a kid, growing up, did you like? Where did you grow up? First off, I grew up in Evanston. Are you familiar with Evanston? It's a yeah, North Shore suburb. suburb. Beautiful place. Oh wait, we should probably start off with your name. What's your name? I'm Alan Thomas. Alan Thomas. All right. So, so yeah. So on in Evanston, was there anything particular that you remember? Like oh, I remember much of Evanston. The the high school, my junior high, my elementary school, as I was just telling you, my elementary school I had a radio station, so I got to go to the radio station starting at eight years old. So, uh, oh, and the fun thing was Mount Trashmore in James Park. <laughs> it was a big hill that was actually part of a dump, you know, <laughs> a garbage dump. <laughs> and that's why they called it Mount Trashmore. And every winter, we used to have a lot of snow in winter, we take our toboggans. The rich kids brought toboggans. <laughs> the middle class kids just took their sleds and their, you know, the little plastic circle sled things, yeah. whatever you had. Yeah. And you slid down. And the poor kids even brought the uh, paper box. <laughs> yeah, like the and box that the refrigerator came in. Oh. And we just slide down that hill and have a load of fun. And I hated winter. I hated cold. But really? Going to Mount Trashmore was fun. Yeah. Well, so is that like, in Mount Trashmore, is there like, funny or like like something that like stood out to you anything <laughs> yeah that when I racked up and had three sleds slam into the back of me <laughs> I hit a rock or something my sled went over and then three more sleds behind me just piled into the back of me and we're all laying out in the snow like ah I Oh my God. Yeah, that was that was that was not fun at the time, but it's funny now. That's how things are. Like you always, yeah. Like at first, like you might cry about it or something, or like like remember it as something like an uncomfortable situation or something. But then you laugh back at it. Like oh, not older. laugh, but uh, really, I'm an old man, so you know, I grew up in the '60s and the '70s. And the sad thing that happened in 1968, they assassinated Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. And I was seven or eight years old. And all I know is that we went to pick my mom up from work and it was early. Uh, she was working in a diner at the time. My parents were pretty young, you know, they had to work two jobs to keep us middle class in Evanston. So, um, Dad was like real serious and not really angry, but really serious. And he just grabbed us up and put us in the car and said, my little brother's like three, four years younger than me, put us in the car and uh, said, we're going to pick your mother up. And she came out crying. And I was like, what's going on? And all my father said is, they killed King. And I know you, you know, learned about Martin Luther King. So it was just like, wow. And when I was three, they had killed Kennedy. And all I remember when I was three was everybody around me crying. So they were, you know, civil rights icons. And they were the hope of black America. And they were murdered and taken away at young ages. And then in the summer of 68, they killed Robert Kennedy. So it was kind of a plus and minus situation being in Evanston then. Uh, 
there wasn't really a huge around the country there were what they called riots you know they were protests and people were angry and hurt and in Evanston they just intellectualized it and they felt the pain but nobody really did anything so it was kind of confusing so especially was, at a young age I imagine yes yes at, at eight years old it's very confusing yeah because like you had multiple things like for example when you were three it's like just a bunch of chaos happening around you and it's like you don't realize what's happening because you're right. three. too little you're only yeah. three what do you you know no matter how smart you are what do you know <laughs> you're three yeah. years old and everybody's walking around like everybody the walking dead you know it's like zombies without being zombies so so yeah but overall i love growing up in evanston i remember my schools were great mount trashmore was great and the big snow of 67 which i'm sure not even your parents remember <laughs> we had this major snowstorm in 67 and we went out to the park across the street and made these snow tunnels and snow forts and had big snowball fights so growing up in evanston was great monuments it can be a human being but it's like that you don't always respect the monument for everything like you look at a monument for different things so you look at multiple monuments for different things you don't look at one person and think that and have all your support from that one monument it doesn't necessarily have to be like that you can get like multiple support from multiple things or monuments exactly I think a monument should be a monument to an ideal and mm -hmm. I you know yeah. And it shouldn't reflect one person and say, oh, how great he was and look what he or she did. I think that's part of like how misrepresentation of how like a lot of monuments, they basically, it's like they're made in stone basically. Like, like they're literally that. And so like for the recent ones that were the Columbus like ones that were being thrown down, that's like, and like a bunch of people were saying, oh, it's just like, a statue but it's not the fact that that statue it's it's more of the what the idea represents exactly um you know my family most african-american families most black families are from the south and the south still is clinging some places in the south are still clinging to these monuments of these guys who it's not always about because it's not about the guys it's about what those guys stood for, which was segregation, slavery, and exploitation of other human beings. And that's why we want them taken down, because we live in this country too. We work hard, we pay taxes, we contribute to our neighborhoods, our communities. And so if I contribute, I, there shouldn't be something here worshiping some guy who wanted to, you know, basically work me to death like, a, like an animal. Exactly. It's, it's things like that, yeah, like it's, there's things that should be taken down that still are staying strong, and that's the thing about monuments, like before, they're like written in stone, so even, so that's, a, oh yeah, so idea, it's an idea basically, 
it's not only the fact that they're literally carved out into stone or made into stone, they're also an idea because it represents an idea. And ideas, that's that's the difference between images and ideas. Ideas, they stay forever in your head. Like, even if you like completely compose a certain thing, it's always in the back of your head. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, and and that's but how those, it happens to everyone. Those can change. But they don't change if you have something, exactly. a symbol to look at. If you take away the symbol, over time, what's in the back of your mind will change if you can change the behavior. Yeah. If you can change the behavior. But that's a problem because people distort, like, the gaslight, the gaslight, like, everything, like, all, the whole situation. And it's so just, like, horrible. I don't know. No, you got it. You're on. You're on. You're definitely on it. It's not perfect, but it's a start. Taking away those physical, in stone, as you so you know succinctly put it. If you take those away, you can begin to like. If you look over to this, the base of this monument over here, you see how it's eroding on the side. It's stone. It takes a while, but the rain will wash it away eventually but if you removed it completely people in five years wouldn't remember what was there <laughs> you know and, and and so it starts to fade you get that memory to fade you get that idea to fade but for well for you because do you think uh, like do you think that even unhappy things like not necessarily evil or like bad things, like like you know, like the statue of like that you were saying, people that wanted to like. Work well, Col the Columbus statue or the Confederate battle flag. It exactly. makes me angry that anybody would want to keep flying it, and I was happy when they took it down. No, I'm talking about okay. different things, like for memories. That's also that can also be money. Like let's say unhappy memories. Like for example, for the sleds. Uh huh. When you when you got hurt, do you think it's important to kind of just like wash? that completely away or do you oh think no 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 that's not what i mean what i mean no, is no i know yeah, but yeah. that's what i'm that's that's yeah what I'm okay to so no i think um you see i laughed at it you have to keep you can keep a memory as a concept without saying that that's the way it should be you know yeah. or, or hanging it italian shouldn't be so wrapped up in columbus you know exactly yeah. That, that they get upset about the statue, but they can remember what he represented, which was even a historical lie. Yeah, because he, he didn't even find it. He didn't even find it. It was, it was a Viking. Like. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a Viking and far before the this. But again, who was here when the Vikings yeah. got here? There were people living there. <laughs> it, it, was, it was an accomplished civilization like, yes. of Native Americans. And it's not just again, that Again, uh, don't say Native American. You know why? Because when you say somebody is native to somewhere that was conquered, it disrespects them. It's lazy, like if you're Colombian, to call you just South American. It's lazy to do that. Yeah, but then again, we you gotta no, you gotta find out where somebody is from, and respect those roots. So it's First Nations. There were First Nations, multiple civilizations, already on these shores before any yeah. African, any European, anyway. anybody else Dutch got settlers. here. <laughs> anybody else got here? It was like, and it was, it was, it was like, it's not, it's, it's not giving them enough credit to say it was worth it. Like, I mean, it's, it was working. It's like, it was. 
not just functioning. It was like completely like thriving. No, it was, it was uh, good. it was of the highest order, and it yeah. was what they wanted. It was their yeah. society. Literally, literally, it's, it's it, what, it was everything that everything was like. Fine, they hunted and 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 they they did everything like they they hunted what they needed. They didn't hunt in excess. They did everything fine, and then yeah. Yeah. You, you brought up a good point earlier when you talked about dictators. People who are afraid to run their own lives have this need to run other people's and make them do it in the vision that they think should be. They are afraid of just letting people be who they are. And there is a thread that runs through all societies that is there that we always have to push back against and say, you know what? People should be free. They are free, and we should recognize that they're free to be whoever they want to be. You don't have to live like I think you should live. That, exactly. you know? Yes. But we'll, we'll get there one day. Let's, it's definitely going to be like, it's going to be a hard journey because I feel like there's so many, so many barriers for everything well, for like modern society. Like, like. I think we're definitely getting somewhere though. Yeah, let me tell you about barriers. I recently, after 50 years of being a DJ, picked up a guitar and a bass and decided to play an instrument. And they have the biggest hurdles I've ever had to go over. And I can tell you now that they can be overcome. It's just a matter of time and you just keep ticking away at it. Keep knocking away at it. Once upon a time, I wanted instant change. I thought, hey, adults should be smart enough to be able to just change. You know, this is wrong. Stop doing the wrong thing. Let's do the right thing. But you're right. It's not, that's not the way it works. You see that at an age that I had no idea that that was even possible. So before we wrap up, you should introduce yourself because you never gave your name. Oh, my name's Samuel. It's great talking to you and yeah, great being interviewed by you. You're going to be, whatever you decide to do, you're going to be great at it. (laughs) This seventh season of Block by Block was inspired by conversations with one of Chicago's skateboard legends, Jesse Newhouse. Wave function, as he calls it, is an ideal monument that you admire from afar. Maybe hop, ride, or simply sit on it. Even though Jesse is not in these recorded conversations, his ideals and great perspective triggered this ongoing conversation about public space and monument reinterpretation. Initially, these conversations took place in skate parks around the city in spring and summer of 2021. Most recently, these dialogues moved to multiple projects from Chicago Architecture by Annual 2021. Wave Function is an itinerant live podcast around the city inspired by these conversations this episode is brought to you as a part of night out in the parks from the chicago park district conversations among allison michael celia august and samuel produced by block by block edited by timothy mcnulty original music by sam from beat by beat Remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.